Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to My Millennial Money Property. I'm Glenn James and this is... John Pigeon. And today we are talking about the first home loan deposit scheme, which is a new initiative by the government that they announced uh, before the last federal election last year. Mm. But before we get into that, thanks to Sean Wellman uh, from Wellman Finance. Uh, Sean is a show partner of the My Millennial Money Property podcast. Yes. And if you are after a great quality mortgage broker... Uh, give Sean a shout out. You can go to www.wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3. You can connect with Sean. He can work with anyone in Australia. Or if you are in Melbourne and you want to go face to face, you're welcome to uh, reach out to Sean and he will help you. Sean takes education seriously and he wants to educate you enough to make your own decision. And he's got an AFL coaching background, John. So yes. he knows about coaching and stepping you through the right process. Yes, he's uh, well-educated. And this is an interesting topic because Sean and his team, they are across this first home loan deposit scheme. So if you are after a mortgage, be sure to reach out to wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3. For sure. Now, John, this is a, an interesting one because when it... It's like it almost got um, the government across the line. Yes, basically. Mm. Um, it, but yeah, we we had a bit to say at the time that, and the bit to say was, well, there's nothing to say because there's actually no, <laughs> no one information knows about it uh, because they went to the election. Yes, we'll we'll get people into first homes without LMI and without a deposit, and yeah. So yeah, and I've got something controversial to say about it uh, later on. Mm, scandal. So, what is the first home loan deposit scheme? Yeah, look, as you mentioned, um, it's there to support first home buyers to purchase a home sooner. Uh, a lot of a lot of first home buyers out there are, are struggling to to ever think that they'll get into the market. So, this has been an issue by the government to to help them to do that um, with some conditions around it, which we'll talk about in in a moment. But yeah, there's up to 10,000 guaranteed loans um, from January 1, which uh, which is obviously already commenced. Yeah, so it's interesting because I, I guess we'll get into it, but how does it actually work in practical terms? Yeah, so there, those that are eligible um, are able to purchase a property in, in Australia through a participating lender. Now, at the time of our recording, there are 27 of them, lenders around the country that have said, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll undertake this for you. Two of those are the are big banks and the other 25 are, um, what do you call them? Non-major non lenders. Ma Non-majors. Yeah, so the big banks are NAB and the Commonwealth at the moment and mm -hmm. then some of the non-major lenders, I'm just looking for, you know, Bendigo, Bank Australia, yeah. Uh, Sydney Mutual Bank, I've never heard of that. Still as reliable as teachers the Teachers Mutual Bank, all the teachers out there, shout out. Yeah, and they get some good deals, those teachers. Yeah, Defence Bank, so Beyond Bank. So, yeah, they're 
it's it's so new that I guess some of the bigger banks probably think oh, it's not worth our drama, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and there probably is a little bit of a, uh, a drama, but smart by the government to outsource it to the banks to for for them to apply through them versus uh, applying directly through the through the government. But yes. essentially, yeah, if you if you're applying through a lender, um, they'll the government will guarantee fifteen percent of the value of the property. So you still need to come up with 5% of your genuine savings. So nothing mm. changes from the genuine savings ruling. Yep. Uh, but the good thing is as a first home buyer, your first home buyer grant uh, concession still applies. So you still can be exempt from stamp duty um, being the first home buyer as well. And we will get to a practical example of how it can work. Yep. Um, and what type of properties can I buy? Pretty much most of them that are out there in the landscape as we as we see it. So an existing house, townhouse, apartment, um, a house and land package is under the, the ruling. Uh, land together with a separate contract to build a home. All right, so you can buy buy a land or, or parcel of land with the view of building um, at some stage and an off-the-plan apartment or a townhouse, which for, for the listeners um, that are new to that space, off the plan apartment means that we're committing to a, a an apartment and it hasn't yet commenced build and may not commence for another 18 months, two years, uh, and, and at their completion, you'll then have the finance there ready to, to complete the transaction. So, it, and it's basically any residential property. So you can't yes. go, I want to buy my first home and it's a factory bay and you're living <laughs> no, in it. No you know, illegally anyway. Yeah. Um, so any type of first home. The interesting thing is, uh, and I haven't looked at it, but there's specific dates um, that will apply for property types, Yeah. which I would imagine if you're buying off the plan and there's a sunset clause in the year 2051 or yes. something like that, you probably wouldn't be able to do not that. E- not exempt. So not, not possible. Yeah. Not possible. Yeah, yeah, you're exempt. So, and this is an interesting one as well. Uh, when we look at eligibility. Mm. So what are the key findings that you find you, you, that you found with the, who's eligible? Yeah, the big one was the income. So your single taxable income has a ceiling of 125000 per annum. Um, and as a couple, which we'll explain in a moment, uh, up to 200000 combined. So a lot may not qualify on on the basis of that. And I'm making the assumption because um, we're just looking at the fact sheet here from 1st of January. No, here we go. So for people, if you apply today, they'll look at the last financial year. Um, I would imagine the 125 for singles would be excluding super. Yes. Because you'd probably have to submit your tax return. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I'm, I would assume, and don't take this as gospel. The interesting one I found, John, that couples can do it, uh, either married or de facto, but you can't use the scheme if you're buying with friends, mm. uh, other family members, um, which is yeah interesting. So they really yeah. want it for first home that you're living in. Yeah not an investment property. Yeah, so that's one of the property. rules anyway, isn't it, is you still yeah. need to live in it. Um, it cannot be used for an investment purchase, um, just like the first homeowner's grant is as well. So, yeah, and to be honest, you probably wouldn't want to buy it with a sibling, for example, or a friend, because 
they they would forego their first homeowner um, exemptions uh, as well. Yeah, and interestingly as well, the and this is I guess it's funny. Like they actually say if you've got over, if you've got twenty percent or more saved, you can't actually use the scheme. Yes. So it's like. What if I got thirty grand in cash sitting under my mattress at home? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can probably hide a bit of money in that. It's just that bizarre. <laughs> yeah, so they really are, and this is it. Like, maybe I'm probably skeptical, like you. Mm. And when we get to the actual number crunching of it, yeah. Um, and the interesting thing is, there's ten thousand per year that they will use. Uh, there is no waiting list. No. But imagine, like, if you're like, oh. You know, in November we'll apply or whatever, and we want to get a place, and it's off the plan, and we we've got you know five percent saved, yeah. and then the bank applies and like no, you can't get it because the they're full. Yeah, like imagine if they were at like nine thousand and ninety, and one day twenty applications went in. Yeah, like it's just it's really bizarre. Yeah, and that, and that really hasn't been explained at all as it is mm. how quickly will these 10,000 go and are they going to string them out over a number mm. of months is it first in first served sort of yeah it's, it's a bit unclear at the moment and if you are in the process of using this yourself reach out to us because uh we'd be interested to know what your experiences has been for sure so yeah. what are we thinking john with the property price threshold so an example they will not let you use this scheme if you want to buy a $100 million mansion. No. Okay. And no. I guess if you are buying that, you're over the income level anyway, I would yeah. presume. Um, but and you should have a deposit already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what, like, talk us through some of the thresholds. Yeah. And they're not too dissimilar to the, the first homeowner grant um, stamp duty concession thresholds that currently exist. So, but they, there's a little bit of a difference here and, and this is where it might catch a few people out is they have a, a, a capital city and regional centre ceiling but they also have a rest of the state ceiling as well. So I'll, I'll take um, New, New South Wales for example. It has a $700,000 ceiling for the capital city and regional centre. Now definition of regional centre is, is a population over 250,000. Yeah, so a regional centre in that ruling is is classified as something with a population of over 250,000. So it's not many of them in each state that are that. Um, some examples, Newcastle, uh, Illawarra, Wollongong area, Geelong, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, those sort of bigger ones, probably top 10, top 12 around the country. And they've actually got, and there's a website, if you, if you just Google first home loan deposit scheme, there's a website that's part of the National Housing Finance and Investment Corporation, which I'd not really heard of until today but whatever uh, and you can put your postcode in and it will tell you uh the threshold where you are yeah 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 so for in the example of new south wales it has a seven hundred thousand dollar ceiling for capital city and those larger regionals the rest of the state is a four hundred fifty thousand dollar ceiling so um yeah there's uh depending on where you're living there that might get a bit interesting but um i and th this is where i look at it and say well this really is affordable housing like mm. we're not talking like 700,000 in New South Wales. If you're living in Sydney, um, your one bedroom, your two bedroom units will be safe. Mm. But to go and buy yourself a, 
a three or four bedroom house is probably not going to happen using this scheme. Yeah. Now, I guess a practical example of how the scheme works, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll set the scene with a practical example and then we'll get your opinion on it and then I guess my opinion. Mm. If someone wanted to buy a house for $500,000, yes. right? And they met the eligibility criteria. You've obviously met the income threshold and we'll use a single person because, you know, we often talk about couples, but this yeah. is for the singles. Yes. You're a single person, you earn 80K a year, so you meet the criteria. Mm-hmm. You want to buy your first home of $500,000. Yeah, you got 5% genuine. Yeah, so you've saved 5% genuine savings of $25,000. So you got 25K in the bank. So you now basically fit the mold to use the deposit scheme. Yeah, because and you're just quickly, you're an Australian citizen. Yes. Um, over the age of, or at least 18. Um, permanent residents are not eligible. Permanent residents are not eligible? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so yes. if, you're an, if you're someone from overseas that's a permanent resident yes, but yes, not sorry. Australian citizen, yes, sure. sorry. you don't I, qualify. I didn't know yeah. what you were saying. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense now. So let's just use the example, John. If you... Forget this scheme for one second, just yeah. so we can show the difference. If you earned eighty k and you want to buy a five hundred thousand dollar home, and you had twenty five grand saved, because that's not twenty percent of the purchase price or one hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, it means you'd have to pay lenders' mortgage insurance, yes, which could be like twenty five grand. I'm just making up a number. Yep, ish. Yeah. Be less, but twenty yeah, grand. Yeah, we'll less. say twenty grand. Yep. Um, you'd have to borrow that twenty grand. And then yep. might you be limited with lenders who will lend ninety five percent? In today's Climate. speaking, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So what the government have said is, instead of having to have a twenty percent deposit, just rock up with a five percent deposit. Yep. And we will tell the bank that we will basically step in and provide a guarantee, like yep. a parental guarantee. Yes. It's almost like Big Brother. It is. Yeah. Looking over and the, you. And the government will put a guarantee that will allow you to borrow, in this case, $475,000 Yes, with no lender's mortgage insurance. Yeah. Now, I would think that there will be a, a caveat on the property to say that the, the government has a, a listing over this as a guarantee or that would be my assessment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. There would be something in the mortgage contract with the bank yeah. that... Yeah, and again, we just haven't had enough experience because this is brand new. Yeah, but I will say, the loan must be P and I, and that's a big one, isn't it? Like uh, when you look at principal repayments on a on a four hundred and seventy five thousand dollar loan, you're probably talking an extra ten grand a year. So the loan's got to be P and I. We know that much. So what? It, like, I don't know. What are your thoughts overall, John? Uh, yeah. Look. As I said before, I think the price ceiling will hurt a few. They'll mm. look at it and say, well, I, I actually don't qualify. Um, the, the danger in all this, and, and this is where I, I probably go to that little bit of controversy or um, scepticism, is do I go and take advantage of the first home loan deposit scheme for the purpose of getting into the market and buying an area where I actually don't want to live? 
right? Which happens now with the first homeowners grant, doesn't it? Mm. People go and buy property in an area where they can afford, not necessarily where they want to be. So am I going to buy a property that's 10K further out from where I'd rather be just for the sake of being able to get into the market using this grant or, or this scheme now? Mm. Um, uh, so you've really got to have solid heads on shoulders and, and good people around you to ensure that you, you don't actually fall into that trap and, and find out two years down the track that I'm regretting it. Yeah, and I guess the advantages are that if, you, if you're earning good money and paying a lot of rent, if there is a perfect storm where there's a place where you want to live um, and you can service the rent and the mortgage to yeah. that level, um, yeah, sure, knock yourself out, mm. use it, they'll guarantee yeah. get it happening. But I just think you need to be strategic. And, but particularly if you're being strategic and it's like, well, I want to live in this place for the first couple of years yeah. and I'd want to do interest only as part of the strategy. Yes. Like you can't do that. No, and the P&I will hurt a lot of people and, and I'm, hope, I'm hopeful that the mortgage broker or the lender will be outlining absolutely what their repayments are, are going to be for anyone because interest rates around that 3 to 3.2% on average across the 27 lenders. So they should be assessing it on minimum 4% knowing that they'll they'll increase at some stage but the principal and interest amounts massively significant um, from this the standard interest only that a lot of investors in in my world actually um, need to cover but mm. um, yeah I think if we had a sweet spot I think like I use the uh, the example of my nephew he's just turned 18 he's probably going to want to live in the country um, for the next 10 years or, or, or indeed come back to it. His threshold is 375000 He can comfortably buy a property in that town for 150 grand. Yeah, wow. Right? So he, uh, he needs a 5% just... deposit and gets himself in. But what's his income like? Yeah, so obviously there's income restrictions but or, or um, requirements, but... Yeah, um, no, but I mean, like, if your income's half decent with that cheaper purchase price, would you rather just save up and get it sorted without involving the government? Maybe, yeah. yeah but it also gives you the ability to, to get into something else quicker Sooner, as well, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? So, yeah, there's there's a couple of sweet spots within it, and you just need to work out where you're living at the moment and, and if that applies to you. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely not going to be for everyone. I'd be interested as to how busy the uptake is. Yeah, so I based on... The f- and this is it, like, yes, you might be able to afford mortgage repayments based on your current income, yeah. but you can't afford to save a deposit. So that's kind of where the government things come in. It's yeah. like, we'll help you out so yeah. you don't have to have the deposit, okay? Now, if you did use the scheme and there was a $500,000 purchase, and I'm talking about somebody who is uh, a single person earning eighty k, mm-hmm. so they're taking home $62,000 a year, okay? Yeah. Now, if they did use this scheme, first home, they got the stamp duty exemption mm-hmm. and they didn't pay LMI through the government, their loan would be, say, 475 okay? Talking round numbers, don't yeah. email me and tell me it should be 476.50 or something like that. Um, now, if they were to do this on a 3% P&I mortgage over 25 years, okay? Because I'm being conservative, like yeah. I know most brokers will do 30 years. Yeah. That's twenty two hundred a month, okay, which is twenty seven thousand dollars a year. Yes. 
that's 43% of your net take-home income. Wow. Which you're in mortgage stress. Mm, by definition. By definition, right there. Yeah. Now, I say you want to have your rent or mortgage repayments under 30%. Yeah. 25 is great. 20 is amazing. Mm. Zero's the Even best. <laughs> <laughs> so my whole thing is I don't want people to be under the illusion to get house fever yeah. and make use of this yeah. if they're going to have a mortgage repayment of 43% of the net take-home. No. Now, and that's not include like, yeah, sure, interest rates probably aren't going anywhere anytime soon. But I'm even like, if you did four, $450,000 loan, like if they did save 50 grand yeah. to put in, the repayments would be 25 grand a year, which is, you know, still 41%. Yeah, it's a lot. And and then obviously on top of that is, is your rates and insurances and all those sort of things that come with home ownership. Yeah. And it, again, this single person can't buy with a friend nah. <laughs> using this scheme. Nah. So I just think, yeah, the... I reckon maybe they've, based on all the data and the criteria, they're like, oh yeah, ten thousand. It's more than enough. Yeah. Because, yeah, that, I that, don't know. Like the only exception, they do state that there's interest only on a house and land build. That's fine. Right? Yeah. But I don't know whether that's just for the construction period. Um, I'm I'm imagining it is because they would want P and I thereafter. So. Um, yeah, we'd, we'd need to see more detail on that, but that's um, that's one thing to take into account. Um, the other thing, strategically thinking, is how long do they intend for you to live in it? Is it the 12-month ruling like a lot of states have got now? I would imagine it would have to be in line with the exemption for stamp duty, wouldn't it? You'd like hope so. Six months yeah. within the 12 you months. You can't yeah. force someone to live in their house for the next 25 years mm. but anyway there we have it we'll put a link in the show notes to the website where you can get a lot of information mm. but like anything just because you can use it don't bend over backwards and put yourself in a bloody dumb financial position no rent somewhere cheap keep saving and then maybe you might have to use the strategy that we're buying somewhere else and rent vesting which forgoes this stuff but you might have better upside over the next three, five, six, seven, ten years. Yeah. yeah. And, and remember, don't buy a house unless you're going to keep it for at least five years, mm, at least. Minimum. Because yeah. it just costs too much money to buy these big lumpy assets. Yeah. Well, the, the bonus of this, obviously, is um, is you're not paying stamp duty, you're not paying LMI. So there's there's definite upside in it. Um, so if, it, if the stars align for you, fantastic. Um, and I wonder, done. like, because this is so new, like imagine you've bought the place with a government guarantee or whatever, then you want to refi, like the mortgage brokers probably in a year or two years time will be able to tell us how much of a pain in the ass it is to release the government lien Correct. on yeah, the property. Right. Yeah. Although yeah. is it, yeah, and I don't even know if it's actually, yeah, I just don't know the detail. Well, yeah, and it'll obviously depend on the serviceability of the, of the owner, mm. number one, but then yeah, how tight the government restriction is on the on the property. I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would say what'll happen is if someone wants to release equity, they'll pay LMI. That then, yeah. if they want to go under. Yeah, if they um, want to set up a second mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. 
Mm. Anyway, that's why you need a good broker. That's it. (laughs) All right. See you guys soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Wellman Finance, our podcast partner. Sean Wellman and his team are available to coach you through your property journey, even if it's your first time. With expertise in investment and home loans, they're in your corner providing education and support as you take each step. For more info, check out wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3. If you want to really turn up your property, education, and information journey, make sure you check out the Solvair Property and Finance Academy. This is an amazing online resource that John has put together. It's to empower and to give results to people who are either first-time buyers, whether for their home to live in or an investment property, or if you're a seasoned property investor. This online academy is for you. Check out the link in the show notes. It will change your life if you let it. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.